0: Hi, my name is Caitlin Malinowski, and I'm your host of the IAUG Insider Podcast, the home of exclusive interviews with Avaya and IAUG industry leaders on the latest telecommunications news, trends, and best practices. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us again for the IAUG Insider Podcast. Today, in light of the recent quarantines for COVID-19, I wanted to do a quick mini-series with Avaya's Steve Wolfgang. In this three-part series, we'll discuss making the transition to a work-from-home environment, the ways Avaya is offering assistance for COVID-19, and managing a workforce through crisis. This is part one in this short series, and today we're going to discuss those tips and tricks for making work-from-home experience just a little bit more manageable. Okay. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you.
0: Good, good. Glad to hear it. So um, I just wanted us to chat through a little bit today. I know that you're doing a lot to work with Avaya in the COVID-19 crisis and everything. And so I just wanted us to kind of chat and see how you're handling things and how the company is handling things, how your team is doing. Um, so are you? do you always work from home or is this a new transition for you? Uh,
1: this is a new transition. I work remotely. Because uh, I'm on the road pretty much most weeks, so actually being in the house is uh, been a bit of a challenge, and it's been interesting. Uh, I, I've said to people that this is going to be a big stress test for even the people who think that they're ready to work from home. You're going to find things that you're not ready for. So, for example, in my house, we have everybody in the house now, and everybody is streaming and gaming and doing whatever they can to get through this. And what I realized is my home network doesn't support device prioritization because I've had a couple of hiccups and I said, well, I got to prioritize my laptop over everybody else's traffic, but my home network doesn't support that. So that's just one little thing that I've got to deal with once this you know, situation passes. And I would imagine most are probably, even if you're the most seasoned work from home veteran, you're probably finding things that you're going to have to fix after.
0: Mm-hmm. That's something I honestly didn't even think about. There's only two of us in my house, so it hasn't really come up, but I didn't even consider that everybody being on the internet at once is probably causing some issues. We've had a little bit of that just with our team and their internet broadband network, whatever it is. So we were just kind of working through that, but it hasn't been anything that I've had an issue with. But I'm sure that there's a lot of families that are all stuck in their house together, all trying to use the internet at once. So I'm And sure it's not it just
1: families, issues. it's also neighborhoods. So, you know, I use a cable internet connection. And cable internet by its nature is shared among a neighborhood. So it's I'm not even just fighting for bandwidth within my own household. I'm fighting for bandwidth among my neighbors. And you know, I, I was not a giant fan of the 5G hype before this thing because I always looked at it and I said, LTE is fast, more than fast enough for my mobile devices, and it's not even everywhere yet. Let's finish that before we start worrying about the next big thing. Uh, I'm, I'm a 180. I'm a total believer. Now you've got to be able to offer more options because, you know, for my house, for example, I literally have cable internet and that's it. And I only have one speed option too. So I can't even call up the cable internet company and say, Hey, I've got everybody here now. So I got to upgrade and get more bandwidth. I don't even have that option. So I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's been an interesting experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, is that what else? have you had for challenges? This is a big transition for a lot of people. So do you have any like tips or ideas on how working remotely can be better done by everybody? I know something that I've kind of had a challenge with is I have a new puppy, so he takes up a lot of my attention and I can't stop staring at him all day. So that's something (laughs) that I've had to kind of work on, but I'm sure you have a lot of things in terms of just what you do for work that is a little bit more difficult to do from a remote home environment.
1: Yeah. You know, everybody who's saying, hey, this is the new normal and this is the way things are going to be from now on. I think that's a little bit of an over rotation. Uh, This is not necessarily an optimal environment for every single work function. Can we get through it? Absolutely. Can we get through it better than we could have maybe five years ago? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that there aren't challenges. And one of the things that I think a lot of folks struggle with, and I just by sheer accident am better prepared for, is just having an environment set up for you to do work in. You know, when you go to the office, you have an office space, you have a desk, you have an office chair, you have, you know, an environment that you can actually sit and do work at. And I think there's been this mad rush of people to go work from home and they don't have that set up. I had planned um, on working from home for about four to six weeks before this whole thing happened because I had a family member who was in need of an organ transplant. and I was going to be a donor. And as a result of that, I was going to have to be off the road for four to six weeks. So I kind of joked with my wife and others that I was nesting. I had actually gone into my office and started cleaning things up. I got a new desk. I had everything set up. And then when the time came, um, we were blessed that a donor had become available, so my donation wasn't needed, so I said, well, I did all that work for nothing. Fast forward to you know three weeks ago, and all of a sudden, that preparation has helped me a ton. A lot of folks don't have that prep in place, so they're working at their kitchen table. Uh, they're trying to use their built-in microphone and speakers on their laptop, and every video conference they come on to, it causes echo, causes echo, causes echo, causes echo, right? So the best advice I can give people is try to find a space. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but try and find a space that you can make your own. Uh, Try to find something with some good lighting, because if you're going to be spending time on video, make sure the light is behind the camera so that way we can actually see you. And try to find, I know it's hard right now, it's almost become as uh, scarce as toilet paper, but try and find yourself Mm -hmm. a good headset because it's good for your uh, the people on the video call, but it's also good for your family. So they don't have to sit and listen to your boring, boring conferences. It's only going into your ear instead of on speaker for everybody to hear. Uh, so those are just some of the general tips. And then again, find yourself a good environment, get a good chair that you're gonna be comfortable in, try and find a desk or mock something up as best you can to create a small workspace that's your own.
0: Sure, yeah, that's definitely something I've had to try and figure out myself. Um, We just got told we're doing another two weeks of working remotely. So I need to figure out somewhere that I can go because I've been on my couch and it is not as easy to focus as it might be at a real desk. So that's something we're definitely trying to figure out just in our house. We don't have a desk or an office room set up just because this isn't something we've ever really anticipated happening. So just trying to figure that out and set up a space is difficult. We were using our dining room table, but it's just not that big and it takes up the whole kitchen and we just are trying to figure something else out to make it the best for both of us but
1: yeah i think that's get, that gets lost a lot of the the chatter on twitter and everything is like everybody's going to start working from home from now on because everybody's going to see how great this is and you know how you don't have to commute there's a lot of benefits to working from home you know the lack of a commute the ability to you know eat lunch at the house instead of having to go out for out to eat and such there's a lot of benefits to working from home but that doesn't mean that it's perfect for everybody and Everybody that's working from home right now, there's a lot of drawbacks that they're wrestling with. Like, you know, you said, just I don't have we don't have space. You have two folks in your house. Uh, In my house, my son works uh, for a a large computer company. Um, My I'm working. My wife uh, is educating. My daughter is taking online classes because she's in the house. And each one of us needs our own private space. That's a lot of real estate to dedicate to something like this. And not everybody has that in their homes. So this is going to be a a challenge for a lot of folks to try and kind of understand if they're going to be doing this for longer term, because sitting on that couch trying to do work is good, you know, while you're watching TV at night with the family, trying to keep up with a project or something. But uh, to do it for eight, nine hours, you're not going to enjoy that much.
0: Yeah, no, not loving it. I'm going to have to make my move back to the dining room table soon, I think. (laughs) Something else I've kind of had a hard time with, and I'm curious if if you ever do or if other people are doing, this may just come with having a set space, but I feel like I find myself getting distracted way more often working from home just because there's things everywhere. Oh, crap, there's a load of laundry in the laundry machine. I Mm -hmm. might as well just go change that while I'm here. Or it's, you know, oh, my Mm -hmm. mom called, but I'm working, but I can still answer because I'm just sitting at home. So even though I have all this stuff I have to do. My mom called, so I might as well chat with her. So it's just little things like that that come up and you don't even really think like, oh, this is interrupting my workday because sometimes it's hard to even feel like it's a work day when you're sitting at home. So something I definitely miss being in the office is just having that focused eight, nine hours of the day where you're sitting at your desk and you're doing your work. And if you have a question, if I need to ask Mackenzie something about membership, I can just walk down the hallway and ask her, Whatever I need to talk about or same with Paige, they're just right there. It's easy to chat with them. So I'm not having to team them or call them or set up a meeting and try to figure out what we're what we're going to do for the next steps on this, we can just kind of set up a quick meeting and go into a conference room and chat it through. So those are some of the things that I've felt a big difference on. And I think a lot of us on my team are feeling it because we're such a collaborative Environment in our office that being so separated and so distant is just kind of taking a toll on how well we can work together, and I think it's being a big test for us. It's something that we're really trying to figure out how to adjust to because it's just so different than what we're used to.
1: Yeah, there's a million different variables, and one of the one of the variables is just presence. You know, some of the best ideas come from those drop-ins, right? Dropping by somebody's office because you saw the door open. And sometimes a conversation about nothing sparks an idea about something, something really big. And it's hard to replicate that when everybody is working from home. It can become very solitary for people. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head for something. Part of the challenge with a work-from-home environment becomes everything is very scheduled. You know, I, I need to check somebody's schedule to ask them if I can have a an hour of their time to talk about something. And that creates two challenges. One, it's an inhibitor to a collaborative, innovative process, right? Again, those drop-bys that, you know, catching somebody at the water cooler who mentions, hey, did you hear that we just announced this? It becomes a bigger challenge. The second challenge that I think a lot of people um, mistakenly think of as a benefit with work from home is the, you know, you, you kind of, did it in inverse. A lot of people say, "Oh, I'm so much more productive when I work from home because I don't have people coming by saying, "Hey, did you see Game of Thrones last night?" or "Hey, did you see the Sox last night?" or "Hey, did you hear Tom Brady's no longer playing for the Patriots?" <laughs> uh oh god, that one hurt. Um I
0: know. I don't want to talk about that. Can't go yeah,
1: into it. <laughs> even just saying it hurt. Oh god. Um <laughs> at any rate, but what gets missed is those same conversation patterns both from a peer-to-peer relationship. So like you just described, you, Paige, and uh, Mackenzie, when one of you has an idea getting everybody together and just bouncing things and refining things and making it better. But then second, the, the leadership role, just being there for your people. I mean, how many times do you hear a manager say, hey, my door is always open. If my door's open, come on in. I, whatever's facing you, let me know. Well, how do you recreate that open door environment when somebody can't walk by and see if the door's open or not. So one of the things that I've done to try and uh, help that is I've created what I call office hours. And I've started to see this idea spreading among uh, peers and colleagues. And I I really can't minimize how excited I am that it's spreading and people are enjoying this. But what I do is I just open up my video conference bridge for a couple hours and I just let people know, hey, I'm going to be in the office during this time window, feel free to you know drop by, say hello, uh, ask a question. If you want to see a demo, you know, more than half, whatever, just any, ask me anything time. And it's been really popular. And I'd like to see more leaders do that to make themselves just broadly available. There's no cost. You open up the video conference and if nobody's there, you just keep working, right? So there's no cost incurred but the return is immensely powerful. I mean, I, the first time I did it, I sat and thought, nobody's going to come to this, but you know, I'll just do it. I'll keep working. Each one of my sessions has been pretty much nonstop with people coming in and then leaving and another person coming in right behind them. Uh, so a couple of times I've had three or four people all on my bridge at the same time. And it's been really rewarding. I've gotten to know people better. Uh, people have gotten to know me better people have been able to ask questions and we'd be able to kind of work through this whole work from home uh, situation. And I think that's invaluable. And I think there are ways to, to, even though we're working in a solitary environment, we don't need to become solitary creatures. We can still foster that collaborative environment without making it a, a, a scheduled event.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a great idea. We're doing Nothing quite like that. But even just as a marketing team as a whole, we're trying to schedule like lunches that we have together or a happy hour in the evening on one of the days of the week, just because we're really missing that in-person collaboration. We were such a collaborative team. We were always meeting and I would pop in my manager's office and say, hey, do you like the way this looks? Yes. No. What do you think about it? And then just pop back out and keep working. So I think that's something that we're definitely feeling. So having those open hours are really great. And I know Um, Marilyn talked about it briefly on the town hall we had the other day so she loved them and she was definitely promoting that people pop by and say hello to you so I just think that's something that's really great and really helpful for people just in this time right now we need that kind of a collaborative feeling I know I've also been going to a lot of webinars as I'm sure everybody is but I went to one yesterday and just the whole time I don't even think anybody listened to the webinar because we were all just chatting in the chat box about different ways that we're handling our events and chapters of meetings being canceled and how we're you know, still maintaining sponsorships and how we're handling all of that back and forth. And then today, after everybody was on that, we all shared our emails and we're having a Zoom meeting this afternoon just to continue the conversation. So I think those organic ways of communicating and chatting with each other too are gonna be really valuable during this time. So. I think it's great that you're doing that and it's really awesome that we're able to be able to be so collaborative with all of these different tools like spaces and everything where people can just hop on and video chat any time of the day or have a meeting and video chatting is just so important because it really makes you be present in the meeting instead of just passively listening and doing something else on your computer or looking at your phone so I think it's really great that we're trying to be so collaborative and use all these new tools and processes and make sure that everybody's still staying and maintaining their focus while they're doing all of these different things to, you know, update and combat and figure out what the heck's going on.
1: Yeah, leadership's got to be acutely aware of not letting the culture that they've built in a in-person tactile office environment um, decay. Because people are working remotely, you, you've got to be acutely aware of maintaining that culture. And there are ways to do it with with technology, even though we're all working, you know, separately. There are definitely ways to uh, to help keep that culture in place and even help it grow, frankly.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to tune in for tomorrow's release of the next episode where Steve and I will chat through the many ways that Avaya is supporting their customers through this situation. The IAUG Insider Podcast is brought to you by the International Avaya User Group, the world's largest international organization for communications technology professionals. Each episode is written, organized, and hosted by me, Caitlin Malinowski, and produced and edited by Katie Norton.